0: Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are wing Tuesdays. But now, even wing Tuesdays aren't just wing Tuesdays, because wing Tuesdays are half-price wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price wing
1: Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. board were prohibited.
2: Love Talk Radio.
3: microphone coming in and kicking with us today um man i mean I, I can't say enough about uh this guy's style as a comedian but there's a lot of comedians but there's few people that make the transition into acting successfully and he's done that as well and then you don't want to see him on the dance floor i'm gonna tell you that right now you don't want to see him on the dance floor. I'm talking about none other than Mr. Eddie Griffin. He's going to be joining us today. Y'all stay right there. When I come back, my man Eddie Griffin will bless us, y'all. This is going to be a good one today. I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> oh, 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 buckle your goddamn seat. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormillmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Time it is. Your boy Rodney Perry is coming to a city near you. That's right, a city near you. Go to my website www.rodneyperry.com. www.rodneyperry.com. That's right, the Black Tour is coming your way, and it's dark skin, dog. Yeah, that sound like Tommy. I'm sorry, Tommy. Yeah. Hey y'all, stay right there. When we come back more Rodney Perry live. What's up everybody around the world Thanks for tuning in
4: to Rodney Perry Live Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter At Rodney Perry And for all of your Rodney Perry updates Text Rodney Perry with no spaces To 41411 Again to stay up to date Text Rodney Perry with no
3: spaces To 41411 Thank y'all for listening Don't go nowhere. we come back My man Eddie Griffin. There we go. We are back up and running live and direct. This is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Now, uh, let's, let's just get get straight to the point. Uh, for those of you, well, there ain't nobody that don't know, because the voodoo child is in the building. One of the coldest cats, like I said, the touch of microphone. Y'all know his it's comedy style. And let's take a little listen.
1: I don't know if you've been to jail recently. They just took out all the
0: TVs. They just took the weights out. They literally in there curling little niggas. <laughs> they make you put your legs together tight and they curl these little
2: motherfuckers. I was so tired of getting curled.
3: <laughs> hey y'all, without any further ado, my man he's on the line, Mr. Eddie Griffin. What's up, Eddie?
0: Randy P, what up with you, baby?
3: Man, man, I gotta tell you, man, you you, you one of those guys, man. uh... Uh, just a gracious dude And Take me back Eddie To like man When you was Eddie Griffin The choreographer In Kansas City And and man. how did that How did you make the transition From that to comedy
2: uh, Let's see I was six years old
0: And my grandmother was a Sammy Davis Jr. fan She said baby get up on the table And do me some candy man so I hit the Canyon man. They had a dance competition at school, which I took first place. And the scholarship was uh, 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 free classes out of Juilliard, performing art school in New York. Wow. So I didn't want to go to fucking Juilliard because it was too far away. You know, way out in New York. At dance, I could do this shit right here. So instead, I went to the Kansas City Repertory Theater Dance, got my degree by age 15, opened up my own dance studio, got a government grant, called it First Impressions. My slogan was you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So I robbed people for a couple of years.
3: Wait a minute!
0: You robbed him. Robbed him? Man, come on! You could have taught him the whole dance routine in about a week, but you just stretch it out for years. And a one, and a two, and a three, and a four.
3: Twenty more dollars. <laughs> so, so you was an entrepreneur early on. How, oh, yeah. how, was, how has that affected your journey as a comedian? Because I, I think a lot of comedians don't understand the business of of this game we're in.
0: Uh, well, if you don't have an or spirit, uh, please do not step into the comedy world. And right there, as you know, because, you know, we hit the clubs we go on tour. we got to be our own manager sometimes. we got to be our own agent. Sometimes we're booking our own flights. You know, so if you ain't down to getting your own business started, stay away from comedy. You,
3: you, you know, I, I see a lot of cats get in the game, Eddie, and, and I know you've seen this as well. Cats get in the game and... Before they even understand the business, they got a manager, they got an agent. I'm a firm believer that you got to understand how to manage your own business before you turn those reins over to somebody. Did did you have those those people that was instrumental in helping you as you along the way? Those managers, or agents, or or or, or I, I'm, I don't know the answer to this. I don't, I don't even know if I'm asking the question right now. But like, give us a glimpse of the journey. Uh, business-wise, as you build your brand? Well, as
0: you're building your brand, those first few managers and agents, they're out to rob you. So, you know, you're going to take a couple of robins in order to learn that you're being robbed. Robins? Then when you sign, yeah, you're going to take a robin in order to learn that you're being robbed. But, you know, hollywood got a whole different hustle than the streets. Yeah. So after you learned that you're being robbed, the next one you have it put in the contract, you shall not be stealing this because I'm taking all this and I will send you a check.
3: Hmm. Wow.
0: That where you go from being an entity and start becoming a brand and become a corporation.
3: Got it, got it, got it, got it. What, what's your philosophy on stand-up comedy, man? Because you, you, you I, I like to say like this, I think a comic is like a karate movie. Like, you ever seen a movie The Five Deadly Venoms?
0: Yes, indeed.
3: So I think comedy is like that. There's a lot of disciplines inside of comedy. And I would say you've mastered all of those disciplines, whether it's physical comedy, whether it's impressions, whether it's, uh, you know, utilizing the dance or all of that stuff. Like, so do, do you approach comedy by mastering those different areas?
0: Yes. Uh, uh, if you're going to take take it and you know, you're doing this uh, as, as what you, you know, how you feed your kids. You know, anything, you know, if you're going to be a pilot, you better go study how to be a pilot. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to crash. You're done. Yeah. So, you know, you have to study the great ones. You know, from Lenny Bruce, you know, I did my homework. Richard, Red Fox, Rudy Ray Moore, you know, you study the greats.
3: Well, what was, Well, I, I, Lenny Bruce is one of the people that I don't know a lot about. What, what, who was he stylistically? Lenny was
0: the first comedian to get on stage outside of Mr. Dick Gregory and do social political commentary in a funny manner, humorous manner. Okay. That's why they kept locking him up in jail. And they had this big old court case with uh, Mr. Bruce about freedom of speech to First Amendment. Right. And we won the case, and that's why we got the right to freely express ourselves to this day as comedians.
3: Wow, awesome. You know, they say you got to know your history or you are repeated. Uh, yes, indeed. Now, now, now you, you, you people don't know. I know this because I've been around you. You're a genius, and and I know people use that word to, to express somebody's creative genius, but you're a bona fide genius, like you're a smart dude.
0: Uh, I like to read a few books here and there, and I like <laughs> thinking outside the box. I don't know why they call it thinking in the box. Ain't nobody got a square head. So whoever came up with that statement was on some kind of narcotic.
3: Right. What, what's your take on, on Barack Obama, man?
0: Uh, The brother, who is half white, has been flexing the white side for the first four years in order to get reelected. I believe you're about to see the brother come out of him because he ain't got to worry about getting reelected this time.
3: What do you think history is going to say about him?
0: Well, white people are trying to write the history. That's why the Republican Party says no to every idea he comes up with on how to fix the country. They're trying to write history, and they wanted to say that once was a black president, and he did nothing. But they can't say That's that. That's what they trying to do. They can't say that because the brother passed, the do care. You know what I mean? And his next go around, we going to get them Republicans up out of that Senate. And then he going to have nothing but a full House of Democrats. And if they try not to pass what's going on, then they're going to have a History's going to say that there was a black president, came in at the right time, stopped all the wars. They started over here and there, brought the troops home, you know what I mean, got the housing market fixed, bailed out every bank in the damn country, and now the bank act like they don't want to give up alone, but they didn't ready to get their hat brought to them because they going to have to deliver the money to the people's.
3: Hey, y'all, it's Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Eddie Griffin. Hey, y'all, y'all, stay right there. We come back more with Eddie Griffin. Hey, Eddie, I want to talk about, when we come back, I want to talk to Eddie Griffin, the actor. What's up? My man.
2: I got nine
0: kids. Don't none of them want for shit. You know, I hear more talking about child support on one kid. I just laugh. I'm like, That's it. Yeah. Shit, come to my world. <laughs> shit, two ex-wives, four-five baby mamas, my first of the month calls is a motherfucker. <laughs> shit, I thought I was pimping, I'm doing shows for them. They pimping the shit out of my black ass, nigga, go do some shows. I bet you they get together
3: and huddle, nigga. I get a movie. They be like, come on, girl. We got a movie. <laughs> hey, we
0: got a movie. Oh, my God. Nine kids. We got a
3: movie. Yes, nine. Nine. I have six. six we got boys, 16 three girls. kids. <laughs> I got five girls and a boy. You got six boys, three girls. Yes, what Yes, we are. You know. You know what I said. My last daughter was born. My two year old. I said, "Well, God, you trusted me one more time with another one," and and that's that's really kind of what it is. Um, uh, you, you spoke to the kids. You spoke to Eddie Griffin uh, uh, getting another movie. Uh, man, you've been in some great movies, dude. I mean, your role in John Q made me really go and get my acting chops together because I didn't want to just assume I was, I didn't want people to assume I was an actor because I'm a comic and then get the opportunity and blow it. Speak to me about how you approach acting. Uh, when you, when you take a role, something in that character has
0: got to be a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can relate to the character and then, You have to stake in the moment, you know what I mean? It's about the situation, you know. This is over-the-top comedies, you know, that we've done, you know, like Doomspigalos and, you know, whatever, whatever, Undercover Brother over the top, you know. But when you're in a a, a serious dramatic piece, you know, the the humor is going to come out of the organicness of the situation and the personality of that character and how he reacts to that situation. So you have to live the moment, you know what I mean? You're not just saying words. You're actually, the biggest part of acting is listening. You know, when Denzel delivered his line to me, I'm feeling the vibration. It's like music, you know what I mean? It's like how's he playing the bass string on on delivering his line, which gives my instrument, you know, the the right tone on delivering what I got to say to the brother.
3: What's it like to do a scene with Denzel, man? Uh, It's like you
0: better be on your A game because D ain't playing. He
3: be coming
0: with it, don't he? he? He be coming with it. But, but Yeah, I man, say, when I dropped them kids on him in that scene, he was like, look, look little nigga.
2: <laughs> what he this say,
0: here is a uh, He said, look, little nigga, this here is a Denzel Washington film. We will be cutting that part out. I just want to let you know up front.
3: <laughs> Eddie, he did not hit you with it, dog. No. Yeah, he did. He said, enter room, nigga.
0: Shit, you ain't going to devil in the blue dress Me, I done been through that shit once with Don Teal's oh. ass. You ain't about to do this shit.
3: Man, that's that is so off the chain. That's the best story in the world because you really had some moments in that movie, dude. Where it, it wasn't Eddie, it wasn't it wasn't Eddie Griffin the comedian and Denzel the actor. It was Eddie Griffin the actor and Denzel the actor, and y'all was in them scenes, man, getting it. Yes. You know. Yes, you
0: know. I know. I know D Money. I call him D Money. I've known D Money for about twenty-two years. You know, I used to be one of my drinking buddies. What? Oh my D will tear up some some red wine, about three bottles of those, and don't you let him start on the uh, martinis.
3: It it get good to him, dog. The boy can go. Now 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 I I I've seen your skill set on the basketball court. You know. You're pretty nice out there. Yes, yes I have dumped before. Was there ever a uh, uh, like If if not comedy, if not acting, if not dancing, what else would Eddie Griffin have become? I think you've probably been an athlete.
0: Yes. Well, I ran track, took state in the low hurdles back in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. You know, so uh, if there was any sport I was going to be in, you know, I played wide receiver for uh, my high school football team. You know, I had 4-2 speed, could hop out the ceiling, but I never grew. Hmm. Just couldn't
3: get the height.
0: You know, I got five seven, and that's where it stops.
3: You know, five seven a good solid height. You know, I'm, I'm, I, you know that's why I dwell in that area myself.
0: <laughs> yes,
3: indeed.
0: It, but little people run the world.
3: It, very true. Very true, man. Uh, Eddie, man, I do. First of all, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, I've had opportunity to see you live. You you are one of those comedians that constantly create new material. Like I don't think I've I've ever seen you twice. If that makes any sense. How do you constantly, how do you constantly develop material like that?
0: Uh it's called living life. You know, God gave me this retarded gift and he's like, "Okay, nigga, you're going to have to live all these jokes though. Mm. So you know, when I bring it to you, uh, you trust that I've lived it. And you know, when I do the piece about the nine kids and uh, two ba- uh, ex wives and, and four baby moms, like yeah, I'm living that.
3: Mm. Now, now when you're living it, is there ever something you say I can't say that?
0: Now, that's one thing I hear some comedians say. You know, I wouldn't touch on that. Uh, my style, man, is nothing is taboo. The problem with the, with the world is people take too much shit serious. Mm. If it is not about feeding your kids, it's funny. I
3: mean, and you you've never been afraid to tackle those subjects. I mean, you you did a, a piece on Jesus, you know, uh voodoo child. I mean, take me back to 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 creating that first special, right? You creating that mm-hmm. first special. Did you know that was going to be what it was going to be to launch your career?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm an avid reader of the Bible, so, you know, there's yeah. parts of it to me that are funny and the motherfucker. Right. You know what I mean? It's, especially, you know, the Jesus story, you know, because, you know, you go to the white churches and they always had a white Jesus on the wall. And we know the Bible says he had skin of bronze, hair like sheep's wool. That's a motherfucking oh, Afro. You know what I'm mean? saying? And, you know, only a brother would walk on water and they still talk about it 3,000 years later. Right. <laughs> you know, and only a nigga know how to feed a thousand motherfuckers with a loaf of bread.
3: Yeah, and one fish. Yeah.
0: And one one fish, you know, come this is a nigga.
3: Just brilliant, man. Hey, hey y'all. And one hoe, man magnet <laughs> They they still talk about it. They still talk about it. Hey y'all, this is Rodney Pray, you two to the Rodney Pray Live. We talking to Eddie Griffin. Can you believe it? Hey y'all, we are taking this show to the next level, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really. We about to get into. We about to get into some real stuff, y'all. Y'all stay there. We we'll be right back.
0: I'm like nigga, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, nigga. When I grew up. We didn't have no gangs. You be like nigga, what's your gang? Self. The older brothers here know what I'm talking about. Back in the day, you had yourself. You got a gang, nigga. Me, myself, and I. Your partner showed up to make sure his partners didn't jump in. Whoever you got beef with, mano, mano, head up. Nigga, what up, nigga? If you
1: get your ass whooped, go to the gym and practice. If you had that left hook got to keep that right up.
3: coming through your door. The Black Tour, that's Rodney Perry's comedy tour coming to you this year. That's right, every city we're coming to. Check it out on my website, www.rodneyperry.com. You don't want to miss it. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Rodney Perry. (laughs) This is Rodney Perry Live. Keep listening, keep tuning in. More with Eddie Griffin when we come back. Another awesome piece of performance by the man, the legendary Mr. Eddie Griffin. What's it like to start to hear those words just to describe yourself, man? Legendary. Uh, uh, you know, all the stuff that lend to us being around a long time. Like, how does that feel to hear those words when people describe you?
0: Man, they trying to make a nigga feel old. <laughs> Legendary
3: nigga,
0: I'm I, like, what the fuck? What I got? Biblical sandals on, nigga? I didn't walk
3: around with motherfucking Moses. But man, your body of work is legendary, dude. I mean, you know the, the specials, all of that, man. What's your take on comedy right now? I mean, when you see, you know, cats like, you know, like a Rodney Perry or you know the cats that's coming up to Kevin Hart's the, you know the Cat Williams. What do you think of this generation?
0: I think is. Uh, yes. Because y'all bring it you know, I't I seen you get out y'all bring it so comedy is in good hands
3: now now i just I just read an article in Vanity Fair Chris Rock did an article and he was asked a similar question and you know he he responded much differently you know he said that that the generation after him is no more than situational comics. Now, what he means by that is that you know black people play black rooms, white people play white rooms, and that his generation had to learn how to how to um, how to entertain everybody. What do you think about that, and or do you think that's true to a certain
4: extent?
0: Uh, look, people are people are people. If you're funny, a motherfucker to laugh. Now, in our generation of uh, comedians coming up, you know, right after Richard's generation. You know there were more white comedy clubs. There were more black comedy clubs. Comedy clubs have been closing down, so the younger generation ain't got as many options on different style audiences to work in front of. That don't change the game, shit.
3: Yeah, and I think also once you lock into what your voice is, it don't matter who's sitting in the audience and listen. Once you once you know what you stand for, what you what you will, what you mean. It, it, the people that sit there is gonna listen to your story either way.
0: That's what it is. Hey, I couldn't man. have said it better myself, my brother.
3: Hey, 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 we, hey we getting it in, I don't know man. what you, that
0: nigga was talking about.
3: <laughs> you, you, you currently still tour. You still travel around the country. What's your favorite city?
0: Uh, my favorite city, no, uh, on the top of the list, I'm telling you, is gonna be Detroit, New Orleans town New York, L.A., Oakland,
3: yeah. What? You, wait, wait. I got. I got to call your n You ain't say Kansas City.
0: Uh, you know, I grew up there, man. You know, we all moved.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bet. I bet it's probably hard for you to go back home because everybody in town wants a free ticket.
0: Everybody is related. What you talking about? Shit. <laughs> Once your ass
3: get famous, all these niggas related. Dude, you did the movie where you where you had your family in there, and when I tell you that was so the the the, the pieces of your real you would tell a story and you would cut to the real uncle, yeah, that's dude, that is that's real life, you know.
0: Well, every time I would do the material, you know, people would come backstage at the meet and greet and say, man, you ain't really got no uncle to think he a porn star. You ain't really got no uncle, but Bucky been doing heroin all these years and temping and shit. So when I decided to do that concert, I said, fuck it. I asked the family out down. they like, nigga, I'll tell these motherfuckers. Oh, well, boom, we shot the shit. I'm Curtis. Yeah, nigga, shit. I found myself, fucking. Man, been having the pussy fighting, and Now, he even got high tech, Rodney. Yeah, I that. He, no, he, he emails all of us once a week his latest fuck film. No, he don't. Yeah, he do. <laughs> the boy <laughs> is proud of his work. You have mail, <laughs> that is yeah. and it's him. And my mama calls. He's like, "Did you see this nasty motherfucker?" <laughs> I said, "Mama, you watching your motherfucker?" She like, "I don't know why he keeps sending this shit. The nigga can't fuck.
2: He can't."
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mama said.
3: Oh my God,
0: <laughs>
3: But tell me. I I know. I know you. You had a great relationship with your mom and your your family in general. W- what is your family? What is they? What have they meant to your journey?
0: Everything. You know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, doing the ups and the downs. They they always there, and they maintain the same demeanor. They don't change because it's a bunch of money. They don't change because the nigga got in a little trouble.
3: You you you've uh you you've always taken care of your family. I mean, uh have the have you ever felt the pressure to do that to take care of or or pressure from like exterior forces say you can't do that no more, man. You can't take care of everybody. Like like have you had to deal with both sides of that?
0: Yeah, I've had uh, friends of mine say, you know, you can't keep doing that, Ed. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh, look, that's why you friend in they family.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, because in my family, if one of us make the rest of us ain't going to be starving. That's just how I get down.
3: Hey, hey, I don't think it's no other way to look at it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: You know, so, so man, w- w- what's on the horizon, Eddie, man? You got, you I mean, you always got your hands in the works. You always got another something coming. Uh, can we can we look for another great special?
0: Uh, you can look for another great special. You're only going to be able to copy it on EddieGriffin.com, live from the Rio. That will be coming at you in 30 days. Nice. And uh, also, I just finished this movie called uh, Mucho Dinero, uh, directed by uh, Blake Freeman. There's about three motherfuckers down on their luck, and uh, they take a little vacation down in Columbia, and then they find out there's a $25 million reward for whoever can bring in the head of the Colombian uh, drug cartel. So we joined the drug cartel. I think I killed about seventeen motherfuckers in this film.
3: Get out of here! I love it. It's action joint, action comedy, action, action comedy.
0: Yeah, this motherfucker funny as well.
3: Oh, I, I I love it. I love it. So so, can we look for like Eddie Griffin produced project? I mean, is, is there a production company? I mean, because I yes. I know your your reality show. You produced that, right?
0: Yes, it did. Front of the bus productions most definitely. You'll be seeing product coming from us shortly.
3: Man, you you've been instrumental in a lot of careers. You know, uh, like our friend, Shalant, I know you was very instrumental in him, her uh, finding his way. Uh, what do you like about a comic when you like a comic?
0: Uh, the brutal but naked honesty. He's not afraid to get up there and get ugly with the crowd. You know, you got a lot of, you know, I call them, you know, the uh, cute soup comics, you know. They're just pretty up there. You know, they ain't going to get ugly with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's what made Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac would put a suit on, but get ugly and a motherfucker with you.
3: Right. Wow. Man, Somebody man. Bernie, not
0: give him a fuck. Give yeah. him a fuck. fuck. tell him a fuck. give him a fuck. fuck. baby. Give him a corner or something. Somebody want a motherfuckin' cool
3: But you. Man, you're schooling us so much today, dude. Man, it's, it's, I, I got a hundred million questions, because you don't get to talk to Eddie Griffin every day. And the average comic, man... Uh, that's out there in the game don't really get this type of access to you. What what, what do you say to the cats out there that's going through it, man? I mean, uh, my man Cat Williams is, is, is going through whatever he's going through right now. Uh, what words would you have for him if you could chop it up with him, dog? Oh,
0: cat's a damn good friend of mine. Right now, just pray for the brother. Sit still, brother. You know what I'm saying? Get in your zen state. Slow down, that way you can see everything that's going on around you, because when you're moving fast, you miss a whole lot of shit. But right now, I tell him to just sit still. Get your yeah. line on. You know what I mean? Center yourself, and the rest of it, take care of yourself.
3: Hey, hey, you can't say it no better than that, man. Eddie, man, I, I thank you for uh, coming on today, for giving us some of your time, man. And uh, the name of the show is Roddy Perry Live. But today it's the Eddie Griffith Show, man. Thank you for popping Not- in, bro.
0: Hey, Rodney, thanks for having me on, brother, and I will be back at you.
3: God bless, man. Stay blessed. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. That's the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Eddie Griffin. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. You know what time it is, your boy Rodney Perry is coming to a city near you, that's right, a city near you, go to my website, www.rodneyperry.com, www.rodneyperry.com, that's right, the black tour is coming your way, and it's dark skin dog, yeah, I not like Tommy, I'm sorry, Tommy. Yo, Y'all hear me? This is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We are live and direct, man. I, I'm I was talking, I thought I had it unmuted, but I didn't. Uh, thank you to Mr. Eddie Griffin for popping in and kicking it with us today. He uh he definitely uh killed it so so hard, so cool. And um let, let's take a couple of calls before we bring in my, my next guest. Uh Brick City Shelley, you on Roddy Perry?
0: I'm your number one fan, Rodney. Why you be doing me like that, man? You ain't. You ain't.
3: What, what you know about Rodney Perry? What you know about that? Yeah, I knew you before you blew up, weight and fame. Ooh, first of all, I didn't get the memo that I had blew up. I blew up. Yeah, you blew up
2: weight and fame because you was a skinny, skinny um, comedian standing out, now you're all big and fat.
3: <laughs> that's what you want to say to me? I'm about to hang up on your face. Oh, uh, that's messed up. <laughs> no, what's up? So how, how are you? How are you? I'm freezing in side. Yeah, what did you think of that Eddie Griffin interview, man? Was was he not was he not incredible?
4: Oh, he was hilarious, just like you. Man, thank
3: thank you so much, Shelly, Man, hang on the line. This next guy I got coming on is amazing. I want you to definitely uh, listen to him, man. His story is incredible. Stay right there, all right? All right. I right, love. Hey y'all, this is Rodney Perry Tune in to Rodney Perry Live. Carrie, you've been
4: holding for a minute. Carrie, you on Rodney Perry Live? How you doing? Hey Rodney, how are you? I'm this good, is how you doing I'm doing good. This is Kara, a.k.a. Hollywood. I don't know if you remember me, but I actually met you at the Blue Flame and I had the blue wig on. Blue wig? Oh, yeah, well, yes, I
3: do remember. I surely do. How are
4: you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I wanted to thank you so much for this show today because I think it really, really touched me with a lot of the stuff that Eddie was talking about because, I don't know if you know, but I'm trying to tap into the comedy world, and um, I'm kind of having a problem because, like, I'm, I kind of like what Eddie was saying. I'm just naturally funny. I've had natural funny experiences in my life that I can share. But I'm having a problem, like, whenever I get on stage, being able to, like, um, communicate it because it's like I'm trying to overthink things and put it into a format versus just getting up there and talking. So I just wanted to know if maybe you could share, like, what's your experiences when you're new to the game and coming out there and, like, getting over the stage fright and being able to, like, do what you do. Well, Well, you know, I mean, you know, Whatever your
3: chosen profession, there's going to be fear points, and just know that you know. I don't think that you can. I don't operate in a really good from a place of fear. So you know, and and I don't know if that's true. You know, I, I have some of my peers that they have to have that nervous energy before they go and perform. So um, this is probably really a longer conversation. And um, what you can do is shoot shoot me an email. Uh, shoot me an email and and I'll reach out to you. Go just go to the website. It's RodneyPerry.com. dot com. Send me a note and uh, I'll reach back out to you, man. And uh, and I'll give you you know uh, you know I mentor people all the time and I talk to them. So if anything I can do to help you uh, on your journey, I'll do that.
4: I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, and I love you and I love Atlanta, baby. I love. Hey, Hang on the
3: line. My man is coming on up next. I hope y'all ready. He, he, you all already, you probably know him from the group Men at Large, but if you haven't had a chance to hear this dude sing live, you owe yourself a, a treat. Well, I'm going to give you a little taste of it right now. Um, I'm, about to, I'm about to take you back to Men at Large. The name of the song is So Along. When I come back, I'll be talking to my man, Mr. Dave Tolliver. Rodney Perry, you're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. I, I can't, I can't go another second, y'all, without bringing my man on the line, man. We've had, I've had a chance to cross paths with him a number of times here in Atlanta. Just a good dude and a knockdown vocalist, Mr. Dave Tyler. What's up, Dave? What's up, man? How you doing, brother? Man, glad <laughs> we finally connected over the airways, man. You, you are definitely one of them dudes. Um uh, I had a chance to watch you sing at, at our, our friend's uh, wedding at, um, what's her name? God damn it. Kim Toomey. It's our Kim friend, Toomey. Kim Toomey. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right.
2: Yeah, Kim right. Toomey.
3: <laughs> Kim Toomey, you sang. Man, when I tell you, it was so awesome of a performance. And I know uh, you, you're one of those guys, you do, you do a lot of things, whether from plays to singing mentoring what's your what's
5: your passion man oh man uh my passion is um just being on stage period uh whether it's uh singing or you know acting in stage plays or even you know doing my little cameos in the little movies like I was in the same Tyler Perry movie you were but you know my check was smaller so was my role you know what I mean <laughs> it was a blessing it was <laughs> a blessing
3: Hey, hey, you got to get that small check to get the big check. It all go together. Yeah, man.
5: I I mean, you know, for that little bit of work, I made quite a bit of money. You know, my hat's off to Tyler Perry because going into that place, man, he treats everybody the same from the bottom to the top, man, and I have so much respect for the work that he's done, man. So, you know, God bless and hopefully he continues on. You know what I mean?
3: Oh, man, I I completely agree. Now, now, um, take me back, dog, to uh, the emphases of your career, well, well, even before that, when did you know you was gifted vocally? Um, you know, <clears throat> as a kid, my grandmother was a very devout
5: Christian, A.M.E. Zion, which is like Black Catholic church. It was everything. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the I just was like, oh my god,
3: but yeah, I know about the A.M.E. Zion. Yeah, man.
5: I was in the uh in the choir, called the Buzz Department Choir. I was five years old And this Hampton. Would throw me out in front of everybody and make me sing. And from that, I started. Uh, they started featuring me in concerts in the church, and I kept going. And, and you know, eventually, I, I pulled away from uh the church, and I started doing radio. Uh, my uncle's one of the top broadcasters in the
3: city. Well, well I gotta yeah. stop you right there, Dave, because uh-huh. I don't think people understand when you said you were singing. You was like four years old,
5: right? In the church
3: choir, yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah,
5: man. I Um. I really didn't have a choice but to go to church, but that was one thing that I really enjoyed doing was singing mm-hmm. in the church. And, uh, I mean, like, I, I come from a musical family. My mom was a singer. Uh, she uh, did an off-Broadway uh, version of the Mahalia Jackson sh- uh, story. Wow. Uh, my grandfather sang for President Roosevelt. And uh, when Bill Clinton uh, uh, ran the first time, we toured with him to the black colleges. Uh, so, you know, kind of history repeated stuff. And then my uncle... Uh, Lynn Tyler was part of a group called Sexual Harassment. Um and he had a song called I Need a Freak that everybody from the black eyed Peas, my homers, they sampled that in there and uh Snoop and so I mean I, I kinda was like blessed into it. So you know when they say you're a part of your environment, you
3: actually really are. Okay. Yeah. So 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 you you start doing your uh your own radio show, mhm, you know, with your uncle. Mhm. It it started growing. And so, so, like, take me through the progression. Like, I mean, you you interview people like Martin Lawrence, LL Cool J. You know, like, man, h- how was it to interview these people knowing that you got all this talent inside you? You know, as as a teenager, you know, we I didn't really like. I was with my
5: my original partner Jason at the time, and like during that time, being on the radio at fifteen, sixteen in high school, we still were doing all the talent shows, the red burn-offs, they even snuck us in clubs to sing and stuff like that and that's kinda how we got discovered by Gerald, uh, singing at uh, one of the guy uh Jeffrey Charles, who used to be a DJ down here too. We were singing at his house and uh Gerald came in because uh Jeff used to sing and he put out a record and Gerald came to his house for the little after set and they was like sing, sing, sing and me and Jace used to walk around with this white keyboard, Casio keyboard with tape over the batteries on the back. And uh <laughs> right. um, yeah, you know, we we had to get it in how we could And, uh, you know, we, we sang This was like 86 We sang and Gerald was like, yo, I'm going to hook y'all up Man, we ain't see Gerald again for three years, man <laughs> Okay We saw him like in 89 and, and the crazy thing was Believe it or not, my big ass was dancing For a group called Johnny Owen, the Sorcerer Crew And me and another one of my fat friends We were dancing for him And Gerald came into the studio Where we were rehearsing, where they did our recording And he said, man, I got this idea for this group, man but three big dudes that could sing, dance, and that are cute, and I was like, "Well, that's what it is." So I called Jason up. Uh, about two weeks later, we went down to Gerald's studio to audition. His dad was there, troop was there, the Rude Boys were there. And, I mean, you know, just to make a long story short, because I you know, don't have much time. You know, three years after that, our first record came out, uh, May of 1992. The first record was "Use Me" on the Atlantic Records label.
3: Man, that, man, that's such a great story, dude. You, 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 you get in the group. Uh, conceptualized by Gerald Levert, and and it start you you get a hit record.
2: Yeah,
5: man, blessing him. All
3: and and so so like like how did your life change?
5: Oh my God, I mean,
3: I was I was already
5: like uh, like a local celebrity with with the with the radio stuff, but. When the music came out, man... <laughs> Love the animals, yeah. Yo, me and my man was... right. I had this little tracker. Like, my mom had just passed, right? Right before it happened. That's what So Alone was about. And Gerald wrote that song. But so my mom had just passed, so I had a little money. You know, she left us well to do with insurance. So I bought me this little truck, and we would ride with the top off. We'd be riding through the city, and, man, like, chicks would actually, like, be trying to chase us in the truck and all kinds of stuff. We would go to the mall, like the mall, Randall Mall, we used to hang out... Yo, they closed down the store so we can shop. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was remarkable. I mean, I love it, man. I have no regrets. The ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. It was a beautiful thing, brother. Trust me. <laughs> My life now, changed tremendously.
3: Now, you from, you're from Cleveland. A lot of great sound come from Cleveland. A lot of great folks come from Cleveland. Oh, man, what, what is it in that dirty water y'all got up there? You know what?
5: I, I think uh, I don't know. You know, for the sports guys, this has an adverse effect. It's either the weather, the women, or the water. That's why they never really like prosper in Cleveland, the athletes. That's why LeBron <laughs> left because he probably was getting kind of he felt his bones and stuff kind of getting messed up. You know the right. way. Uh, I, honestly, um, but um, I don't know, man. You know, not just Cleveland, but the Midwest. I mean, you got Detroit, Chicago, yeah. Cleveland. I mean, I mean Ohio. Some I mean babyface from Ohio. Uh, the O.J.'s from Ohio, men at large, Rude Boys, uh, Levert, um I mean there's so many um Ohio players, um, who else? Roger Troutman and Zach, yeah, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Ohio State Buckeyes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: love it. I love it, man. So so what's what's on the horizon for you, man? I know uh you you doing your solo thing and uh so what's what's next for you, man, personally? Um, Let me run down the list. Uh, Number one, first and foremost,
5: uh, I'm coming out with my new record. uh, Well, I have a record out now called Black Paparazzi, which you can get on iTunes. It's been out for a minute. But the new record is called uh, The Green Jacket. And, uh, you know, this is our 20th – well, actually, we're going to 21 years. Uh, 2012 was the 20th anniversary of Men at Large's first release. We tried to do a couple things, but, you know, kind of didn't work out. So I'm going forward. And this year I promised myself that I would exhaust every – a uh, lot pipeline of talent that I have. So I mean, I, not only do I like vocal coaching, I do writing, I do vocal production. Um, my new record is going to be called The Green Jacket, and it'll be out uh, the springtime. So I got between March and June that. And, and if you're familiar with sports, Green Jacket is the prize given to the top golfer for the, yes. uh, the Masters tournament. So I feel like I'm at the master level of my career with this music. Um, now, do, that, do you play uh, golf? No, I like to play golf, you know. I usually let somebody else play with my balls. You know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you do I want to do comedy,
5: too. People told me I, I was funny, but, I, like, the only thing that I haven't tried to do to them that I'm scared to do is go and do, like, open mic comedy one night. You know what I mean? Like, I really think I could probably tell a few. I know it's easier said than done. Like, the dudes would be like, man, I want to sing, man. I'm going to just go do it. No, you can't just go do it. So, you know.
3: I really would like to do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I, I tell you, just like I told Kara, man, it, it, you know, with comedy, it's definitely uh, a skill set you can learn, you know, and, uh, you know, if it's anything Rodney Perry can do to help you, you know, get that off your bucket list, man, we'll we'll do it. I get you. I can get you ready to do five minutes all day. I'm ready for it, then. I'm ready. If, 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 if I got you pushing me, that means I'm going to make it right through the door. I'm going to turn, <laughs> turn sideways to get through there, but I'm going to make it through the door. Now, now, man, I, I know, I know, you know, you know, we big dudes, you know, uh, and you make your money being big.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So, is there ever like, like, like health-wise, uh, are you dealing with any adverse health health conditions? Like, or because I know I noticed like you was coming down last time I saw you. You know what, man? I um, I used to be over five
5: hundred pounds, man. I had the uh, gastric, and I lost about two hundred gained half of it back, but I'm still like a 100 some pounds under where I was. Um, I've cut out so many things in my life, and, and especially with uh, young kids. I don't want my daughter to, to be addicted to, you know, Pepsi and potato chips and candy and stuff, so I, I try not to eat any of that around it. Like, I, we don't eat fat. I don't eat fast food. Um, I don't eat sauce on anything, no ketchup, no mayo, no matter. Even when I eat my salads, I don't even eat dressing. Um the only thing that I probably don't do is, is I'm and I'm working on that is drinking a, a lot of water and I'm drinking more these days. I go to LA Fitness. Uh, the only I don't have and the thing that I don't have diabetes, I don't have sugar, I don't have uh, hypertension, right. I don't have uh, I don't have um, high blood or any of that. Um, but you know, I'm at I'm at LA Fitness. You know, three to four times a week out on uh, College Park, uh, and I try to stay active, man. You know, the only problem that I've had from my weight is. Probably, um, like, when I was in Ohio Ohio, before we moved here, I slipped on some black ice, and I fractured my right hip. Ooh. So, yeah, oh, God. It was like a cartoon thing. And they they said, damn, the house shook. And when they came outside, I was already in the car, but I had fractured it and arthritis had been there, so I had to get that fixed. And then, you know, the other one, I guess they got jealous. From be leaning on all the time so I had to get down so now I'm good, man. You know, they call me Davy Stilts. That's my other name. So, you know, the pub game is excellent. I'm walking, you know, I'm moving around. You know, everything is yeah. great, man. I'm I'm living, dude. I'm trying to live, you know, I, like since two thousand six I've buried so many of my young friends. like yeah, it's only been like a few people over fifty. And that was like my grandmother was eighty seven and I just buried my uncle a few weeks ago. He was seventy nine. But everybody else it's it's like it's like they want us to. They don't want to have to take care of senior citizens and all that stuff anymore. They want you out of here between forty and
3: forty-five. You know, but it, it ain't gonna happen, brother. Hey, man. I, hey, let me tell you something. We need you around, dog, because you got too much skills. You know what? I'm about to go to the phones, Dave, because That's you good. know it's it's people that know you, man. Yo first of all, shout out to your team. Your team went into went on Twitter and really blew up the fact that you was coming on today so man, shouts out to the Dave you know, the Dave Tolliver team, man, yeah. man let, your your folks got it in. And let, let me let me go to the line. Let me, let me see what it is. Hey, Kenny, you on the line with uh Dave Tolliver. Uh you they tell me you know you know the deep dark secrets that this dude got. Ah,
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How you doing, Mr. Rodney Perry? What's up, Ken? Hey, nothing much, nothing much. You know, you and I met a couple of times. But, you know, I'm here to represent for my man Dave over there. I'm I'm actually Dave's manager right now. He don't even know it, do he?
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's some big red shit. Hey. Hey, But, you know, Kenny Kenny and I are starring in a play called Five Reasons a Man Won't Marry You, and that's uh, February 14th down here in Atlanta.
3: Oh, uh, I've, been, but, uh, I've been hearing about that production. I, I didn't know y'all was involved in that. Good stuff, man.
5: Yeah, man. Actually, I take my shirt off in the play, like written. No, I'm joking, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a it's a it's a good play, man. It's, I'm not even saying it's a play. It's a good production. It's by uh, W T Jones Studios, mm-hmm. uh, Tawanda and Frank. And it is, it's some. It's, let me tell you something, brother. It's being a married man is very hard to work and stay focused in there because every girl in the play yeah. is fine as hell. Right. I mean, they walk around. They walk around with these big booties and these nice breasts and the smooth skin and smelling all good. And you know, I got to kiss one of them and all. I'm like, damn.
3: Hold on. Hey, oh, you yeah. you tugging them down? Oh yeah, I get to the kiss.
5: They, they they finally they they recognize my sexy in this play,
3: and I get to put my mouth on somebody. You know, I love They're it. Talking. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, hey Kenny, 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 it. Kenny, give yeah. me give me give me a Dave story, man. What 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 type of dude is we dealing with here?
1: Oh man! Well, I'm, I'm, I got a story. Recently, we had we did Jack the Rapper a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know we we were on stage, kept on asking like the the, the management that was doing the music, the DJ, and so forth. Dave came in with a CD in hand and everything, and he just wanted to get up on stage because that's the only thing Dave wants to do is sing all the time. So I, I saw the passion in his eyes, so I kept going up there asking the people, begging them. I mean, I'm begging them for for at least an hour to try to let Dave get on stage. They wouldn't let him. So finally, you know, I finally got in the DJ's ear, and I slid him the, the diss and everything. So I was like, man, just let my man get on. He was like, okay, I got you. Man, we threw the music on. Dave got on stage with that new single, Home. I'm telling you, that he had thugs in there crying, hugging their girls. I mean, all type of stuff, man. The boy got the voice. He still got it. I keep telling them, we're going
3: wait. Dave's coming back hard. Just, That's the
1: plan. That I, I love yeah. it.
3: Hey, Kenny, man, thanks for the call. Hey, 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 hey. And you're just a small-town boy with a small record company, but you work hard for your artist. Ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hey, Dave, what's it mm-hmm. like, man, to know that you have that impact on people, bro? Um, You know, right now, man, what I try to do, man, is I, I'll sing anywhere.
5: I, I just... I just want to influence the younger generation, um, and have them to reach back and to I wanna be part of that revolution, man. I mean, I really enjoy it. like sometimes I get like this real arrogant I'm gonna be honest with you, sometimes I get really full of myself and I'm like, Yeah, I'm about to go in I'm about to go here and smash this joint, you <laughs> Right, 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 right. Like at like at the Christmas party that night I say, Yeah, I'm about to go in here and smash this joint here and um, you know, I'm I'm very thankful, man, and I promise to use my talents for good. You know, my right. power is for good, not for evil. Like you know, I sing at I go to I go to church every Sunday, man. I'm the wildest dude you ever meet, but I'm in church every Sunday, no matter how late I'm out. And I go to an all-white Baptist church. Wow. And let me tell you, when I first went, I told my wife, "Don't you ever bring me back here? This is a cult because nobody is this nice." When I tell
2: you, <laughs>
5: this ain't right. This ain't, right. I, said, man, I said, I said, I said some I said, but you bring me back to this MF no more this, this is a cult. But I mean, I want to tell you, man, I have never felt more comfortable in my life being a member of this church. It's called our uh, 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 Living Proof uh, Christian Ch- Living Proof Church. It's uh, in, in Tyrone. You know, I live outside, so it's all good. I okay. sing every Sunday, man. We sing pop, rock, and country inspirational songs. Wow. Like I'm gonna tell you how 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 unorthodox it is. This Sunday, we had a uh, the the le- the lesson was about relationships and marriage, and what we did. Everybody on the praise team is like three or four of us, three white girls and me, and then we got three guitars and a drummer. And sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Well, I chose to sing "Ribbon in the Sky" by Stevie Wonder. That's how that's how free it is there. And I mean, you know, you get it's music and word, and you're gone. So if you're trying to see the game and one. We out of there between 11.45 and, and 12.15, two services, 9.30 and two forty-five. man. That's what it is, man. But I, I'm I, I'm trying to use my powers for good, man. Like they have me come out and sit on some of these panels sometimes, yeah. and I try to educate these young dudes, man. That, and that's what I'm actually putting together with my team now, Tanya Monroe. I was like, let's see if we can get a sponsor where we can incorporate my new record with – like a question and answer session because I've been around any and that from the OJs to R. Kelly to Gerald Levert to Charlie Wilson. I've been on the stage and done all this stuff with all these different people. I have a lot of stuff to talk about. And then after I do the question and answer session, then I'll get up and I'll do a live performance with a DJ and a band and show them how entertainment is supposed to be as opposed to standing there with my pants down and my ankles holding my nuts for 35 minutes, you know what
3: I mean? Well, i tell you what. i tell you what. This Thursday... Rodney Perry, I started my new show at the Hard Rock. Come through and Bless Us Dog.
5: I'ma come shut it down.
3: Come through and Bless Us. It's a, it's a done deal. And and tell me about the new this new joint. It's called Home Man. Uh uh Kenny Kenny mentioned it. W- w- what's up with this song, man? Tell me about it. Well, I'm gonna tell you about this song.
5: It was produced by uh my man Carl Borden and myself. Uh we just actually got a a publishing licensing deal with Cru- Crucial Music uh for T V and movies on um, and uh, this record here, man, I don't know what I was on. And I probably was thinking about something I shouldn't have. And I was like, you know, it's a song, like, it's real sexy. It's either going to make you want to touch yourself or touch on somebody. And that's why I tell them afterwards. Not, I can't wait to come home. It's self-explanatory. I mean, it's it's not just that. But, I mean, you know what it is. I'm on my way. So here I come.
3: Hey, I love it. Hey, hey we about to play home. But before I do, I got I got Cleveland calling. I got to go to the lines with Cleveland calling, oh, don't I?
5: Cleveland, baby. Yeah, man. They probably want something for free. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cleveland, you're on the line.
5: What's up, baby? What's up, Rodney? How you doing, bro? Man, that
3: That's six eyes. Six eyes.
1: How's it you called it.
5: Yes, sir. That's six eyes. That's my little brother, man. I love this brother to death, man. He's doing blog talk, too, man. Go ahead. Do your, do your question. I'm, I'm listening. Hey, well, first of all, um showing support to you, but Mr. Prairie, congratulations to you, brother. You're definitely doing your thing, man.
3: Hey, man, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you yeah. for coming on, man, and, and uh, Dave is just one of them good folks that you got to talk to.
5: Yeah, he is, man, and Dave, it's going to be a big year, bro, so it's going to be yes, a big man. year for the three of us, man. Let's and, go. Um,
1: just success,
5: man, and uh, Rodney, love to have you, brother. I left, hey, man. I left you hey. some messages, but, but you're busy, but I, I left you several messages.
3: Hey, hey, I, they hey, always hey, say hey, that, don't they? <laughs> hey, you know, you know man, we, we do be grinding out here trying to feed these six kids, man. So if I miss it, don't charge it to my heart. All right, man. Well, 2013,
5: I link, man, I, link I love all you on my show, man. I'll link hey, y'all
3: hey. up, man. I got you. Yeah, you you yes, know sir. what? The best way to hit me is, is shoot me an email. You can send it through the site and uh, Madeline to hook it up, man. I, I do shows all the time, though. I really do. So uh, we'll make that work, all right? Okay, man. Done deal. Hey, y'all, y'all hang on. It's Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to my man, Mr. Dave Tolliver. The name of the song yes. is Home.
5: G. She gave it. If it's that good you want to be like, come here. You are mama. Come here. I should slap the shit out of you. But you got. Know, I took that. I took that from Gerald though. You know that that whole second verse is like a tribute to him. Yeah. Uh, the what the second half of the second verse is like A B C's. The way you school me. That's yeah. two songs. I've been thinking about it. Baby, I'm ready. You got that love, so baby, wow. hold on to me. Yeah, man. That's my wow. dog,
3: man. Wow. Nice, you know, man.
5: Nice. A, being around them it was like it was like going to prep school first, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. it was training camp before you go to the pros, man, with them and and that's what the biggest thing that's missing with today's artists is they don't really have anybody to look to for for guidance or for that blueprint, man. And I yeah. mean, damn, Gerald and Eddie Lavert they wouldn't feed us. For 11 hours, we be, we be rehearsing. Man, you, you got to get that shit right, man. That's bullshit. You got to do it. You're not doing it right, man. Come on. You got to get up on your ass. Ah, 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 ah. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was like wow. that. and I'm appreciative of that, man, because that enables me to keep working. You know, the small change I'm getting for now, I mean, I'm getting it. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. I'm not even going to say small change, but, you know, it is what it is, man. But uh,
3: Hey, hey, we we, we build, we're building brands, man. We building brands. Oh my God, hey, this is man. this is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Mister Dave Tolliver. The website is Black Pavi, That's B L A Q P A V I dot com. The Twitter page he's at Dave Tolliver, and his Facebook is at Dave Tolliver as well. And y'all just heard the single is called Home, man. Man, such a such a great conversation, man. We, we gotta have you back on and, and talk more. Uh, when, when you drop the new project, man, you gotta come back and we just we just have a listening party right here on the air. Uh, I'm with it. You want to take it. one more call?
5: We can take some calls and I wanna I wanna pump a couple things too if that's cool. Oh,
3: wow. come on, dog. That's why we are here. Tim Tim oh. Vaughn, you on the line? Yeah. How you doing, uh, uh, Rodney Perry? Great What's show. Up, uh, how you doing that day? What's up, brother? Yeah, it's all out to the good, man. Um, What do you, you know, when you mentor singers and everything, what's the first thing that you look for as far as um, um, putting them on the right track? I mean, is it something that they, like you mentioned, they're missing that old school or they're missing that grit in vocals? What do you, um, how do you prepare a vocalist to actually enter that mainstream?
5: Uh first and foremost, like when I do my vocal coaching, like if really they can't if they really like you can't teach anybody how to sing. That with vocal coaching you teach them how to use what they have to the best of their ability. Um, if they can't sing, I refuse to take anybody's money. I, I'm not a guy like you got some of these companies down here that'll just keep you in their stables and keep taking that money and uh I can't do that. Um the best thing I could tell them is, you know, I can show you some things and then you go practice. But like, if they really don't have it, I'm not one to crush your dreams. But I'm gonna say, oh yeah, that was pretty good. Just uh, you might
3: want to join the security ministry. Right, keep practicing. I'll be
5: like, do you write? Do you write? You know, uh, man, that was a good song. You should keep writing, man, and try to get some of them songs placed. You know, because I'm I'm just not a big believer in crushing people's dreams. But I just look for the whole package. You know, like you say, today people just don't have structure. That's all it is, and they, they need structure. It's just like, let me throw it out here and see what happens. It's mm-hmm. like throwing a horseshoe. You hope it's going to hit that thing, but it might not. Mm-hmm.
3: Word. Hey, hey Tim, uh, uh, hey, man, thanks for the call, man. Thanks for listening. Dave, man, what you got going on, man? Let's let the people know.
5: All right, Valentine's uh, weekend, uh, you know, uh, that Thursday here in Atlanta, uh, five reasons why a man will marry you at the Sanford Porter uh also um the fifteenth and the sixteenth, I'm in uh Fort Wayne, Indiana and in Muncie, Indiana, uh doing my solo thing, starting this tour up this year. Um I'm working uh on my movie called Black Pavarotti uh with my man Mike Ben, Kenny, uh Stan Belackey, Marvin Nance, and uh we're working on that movie right now. Uh it's gonna be a dark it's, it's gonna be a short at first, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna get it picked up. I'm working with Lions Cub, Lion Cubs TV. Uh, Doing a show called In the Lab, where we talk about artist superstitions and their vibes and things they have to have. Uh, Another one called Daddy Chef, where we, you know, there's so much negative talk about, um, you know, men and fathers. Where we're going to show guys to actually take care of kids, come home and cook. And that's a show dedicated to my partner who died about nine weeks ago, and he was a guy that worked all day, came home and helped with the homework, and then he cooked every day. And then I'm working on a show called Help Me, I'm Fat. (laughs) Wow. And it's about People that can't go on the biggest loser shows like that where they can't do all the athletic different stuff and stuff like that. Like me, I have two hips. So am I going to be running up a hill with a tire or any kind of relay race? No, that's not going to happen. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I might be able to pump your girl good, but I'm not going to be able to <laughs> run up no hips. Right. And, and we work another. you know, you have people that have heart problems with different stuff where they can't take supplements they can't do all this running so we're working on getting the, the staffing and stuff together for that but that's lion cubs tv my man gerard and james and uh hey man i just want to tell you i appreciate you for letting me get on man and like i can like i can say man you one of to like die in atlanta in this in this place where it's so jaded and so hazy where these cats are phony and just not real i just want i appreciate you for being one of the realest cats man because every time we out somewhere like I remember the first few times I met you, you just was like, "Hey man, Danny Tyler. I'm like,
3: "How does dude know me?" Dude, so that was hot, man. I'm I am show. Though. I'm an R&B head, dude. So I, even, I, really love R&B, dude.
5: And even when I came on the Monique show, so I mean that was that was I appreciate that, and you and you tried everything you could to get me on, that. and they they let me sing back there, and then she said, "Hey brother," when she came out. But hey man, I, I just appreciate you, man. You know, uh, I, this right here is just, is monumental, and uh. I just appreciate you, man. and I hope to see. Well, I see you Thursday night, man. Make sure and big up to Maddie, and yes. uh, just make sure you send me all the information. I'm coming to blow it
3: down Thursday. It, it's done. It's a done deal. Now, can they find all the information? All of Dave Tolliver at com? Yeah, I mean, you know what? You can go to blackpavi.com. Uh The Facebook
5: is Dave Tolliver okay. Men at Large. You can go directly, and you can see, and or hit the Twitter at Dave Tolliver because we own there every day, all day, posting and pasting. You know yeah. what I mean? Holler yeah. at your
3: boy. I just I, I just want people to be able to get to it, be able to find it. Hey, y'all, we've been talking to my man Dave Tolliver, man, awesome vocalist, more, even more awesome human being. Man, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. You made this show really hot, man. The line's lit up. Shouts out to everybody in the chat room. Kyle Williams, I see you. Road to Stardom Radio, I see you. Six Eyes Radio, I see you, Six baby. Hour. Team Media, thank all y'all for uh, tuning in today, man, and all the people, all the guests that, that logged online, all the people that, that's uh, uh, hanging in the chat room. <laughs> I got mad love for y'all, y'all. Keep keep riding, keep rolling on this, this this momentum, and look for the Black Tour. That's right, Rodney Perry is putting it out, the Black Tour, coming to a and, town near you. And, and this, I got to be on that,
5: right? The Black Tour, Black Power Black come on, Roddy, dog. Black uh-huh. You can be say black, baby. Let me say happy birthday to my daughter. Today is my daughter's birthday. She is seven years old. The name of Marie Francis Tolliver. I love you so much.
3: Wow! Enough said. That that'll be it. You can't put nothing after that. That's our show for today. My name is Roddy Perry. That's Dave Tolliver. Madeline Smith, you did a hell of a job. We Night. out. Here. Yeah.